We are live. We are live, bitches. I am Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Why we all gotta be bitches? Why can't we be like, you know, Hellos? something else? Bitches are Alright, we digress. We digress. Okay, so this is Jose. He's trying crazy. to drink some coffee right now. How's it going? And we are Coffee Plus. Um, just candid conversations of the mind, body, and spirit. Uh, just here to help up-level our life force energy, dude. All right, cool. So we are in the middle, almost finishing up about the five love languages. Yep. Which one did we have left, you said? We have touch. All right, cool. We saved the best for last. Yep. Right? Because I think, ultimately, we all crave it. Like, we're born into it. In fact, I, I sidebar right now um, about that. <clears throat> I used to volunteer at ANOVA in this program called Cuddler's Program. Oh, yeah, for the pictures. And it's for these preemie babies, right? that are more than uh, more often than not withdrawal babies, you know, from um, mm -hmm. addicts, you mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. So they find that touch actually helps them accelerate their healing process and growth process. And so um, I'll go in and hold these babies. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to stop volunteering because they were like little goddamn vampires. They were sucking the life out of me. And because yeah. it was so in need of that love, the touch right. uh, and so now pulling it back into what we're talking about how vital it is and how I think it's very common for touch to be um, one of the top love languages yeah I'm sorry yeah so when you when you teach a yoga class you uh, you do hands on. We, we spoke I do. about this, right? Yeah, we, and we, you don't we you don't feel that anybody you don't feel that people are like uh, absorbing your energy. Uh, no, it's more way. that I'm absorbing their energy. They're absorbing mine in terms of the healing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm known to be a really good assister, and I used to also um, do Thai massage. Mm -hmm. So those those things combined, I just get a sense of what my hands connect with or my yeah. body connects with. And I know that there's like this sense of release and relief with touch. However, we got to be a little careful because we don't know if someone's been through trauma through touch. Like, you know, touch might make oh, them yeah. like kind of cringe. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. You, you always ask before <clears throat> you start your well, class Well, when anyway. someone new, I always say, hey, is it okay? Yeah. Is, this, is this okay? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so there's this mindfulness that goes forward with touch. And sometimes that communication can be nonverbal. Like, mm -hmm. you know when someone receives your touch and when someone repels it. 100%. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, if my, my leg brushes against yours, do I withdraw that or do you just stay with that? Do we just stay with that touch, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I think that's kind of where we're landing yeah. right now with that. What are What's your perspective about touch? Uh, I... In terms of yoga class, I, I don't do hands-on corrections at all because uh, I'm kind of sensitive to other people's energy, so I, I absorb it a lot, yeah, so I can't do for it. sure. Especially, like, uh, different parts of the body, like the back and the neck, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> if I do, it has to be – if I do, it has to be uh, with someone that uh, that I'm comfortable with and, um, and I have to before class – I think we spoke about this before – I have to almost like put a energy field around me, and that was taught by one of my. See, all this stuff could be in my head. I don't know, but it, but it affects me anyway, and so I respect that. And uh, through one of my forest yoga teachers, Anna Forrest. Oh, she's so hardcore, dude. Yeah, so she taught Woo! to she Anna taught Forrest. Us, she taught us to uh, to put 
a, for a, a field around 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 ourselves and even so they use gl- not gloves but they use uh they use gloves to do hand stands and stuff like that but they actually use them when they're doing them cysts too so they don't have that direct hand on hand um the hand hand on body uh connection and it's because when i went to her training they re- they really start to train because everyone has the ability to um to receive like this energy right but a lot of a lot of us are just cut off from it when we when i went to her training a large part of it was devoted to opening your senses your mind to receiving that energy but once you open up that door you know you have to be careful right so that's why i mean if you if so if you go if you look on videos if if you look at their teachers their classes a lot of them are wearing gloves doing hands-on assistance, that's kind which of is kind of interesting. Do. And you don't even notice it, but the thing about it is that's why. Because we were literally taught to, like, teach – when we're teaching someone's yoga – like, someone a yoga posture or something like that, you know, we're like uh, – you know, she, she, she – you know, the, the teachers ask you, what energy do you feel coming through this person? What's going on? What's, and then you start tapping into it. And it's – like I said, all of us can do it. Every single one of us that humans, as human beings can do it. It's just that we're not, we don't take the time to train ourselves to do it, or we don't even believe that we have the ability to do it until it starts being uh, communicated to us in that way, and then it starts opening up, and then you just have to, and then it's just like just like anything else, it's like right, learning how to ride ride a bike or driving. Once you know how to do it, you do it, and so the world has changed, you know. Uh, so, in terms of it being a love language. Um, I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into touch. Like, I refer to um, sex as sacred space, Mm -hmm. right? So, in my opinion, like, I'm female, so I have a different portal than someone like you, male, equipped with, uh, what do you want to call it? Different, different, different tools. <laughs> and yeah, just tool. different tools. So <laughs> it's like the plug, and yeah. I'm the socket. Yeah, and but but everything around us, is, right? Is and sex, I, it, everything. regardless of how everything, we identify, yeah. what pronouns, yeah. all that. I'm not going into that. I'm just speaking purely yeah. yeah, yeah. physiology. <laughs> uh, I think there's an energetic realm there, and and mm-hmm. for me, through my life experiences. Um, there's two comp- there's a couple components here there's one is like our personal relationship with that space mm-hmm. like that h- how in touch are we with that sacred space mm-hmm. and then um how and then how do we honor it so i went back and forth like i was when i was almost like a newt like what i mean is like i didn't feel sexy oh, at right, all right, like right. i was when just was like when was that <sighs> um, like long long time ago or just like I was sexual, but like more low played, like not, not how I am today. Like today, uh, it's like I, I, um, it's so much more part of me and it. how I function throughout society using that energy mm-hmm. versus it being compartmentalized. And it's like, oh, this is just something here, and it's like, it's not at the top of my list. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. wasn't that important. It's like, it, oh, it's it. just something I did. Yep. Right. Okay, but now moving forward, I had like this crazy breakup, and that was kind of a catalyst for that, is in, within the sexual realm and touch and all that, and that intimacy. So I went back and forth from, oh, it's just sex, right? Downplay it. 
so that we can have more of it. It's just casual and it's fun. And to a degree, components of sexual acts can be, but that intercourse piece, to me, feels highly intimate and incredibly sacred. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I chose to define it and choose to define it, part of tense, that when I bestow that energy to someone else on that level, it becomes very meta for me. It becomes like I get to go into the multiverse and like the metaverse and stuff like that. It's like propelling my, me out of this physical realm that I get to explore energy on a very um, outside body experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, this might sound a little esoteric, but in my... You must be doing something right. Uh, it's, it's fucking <laughs> like interstellar, right. interstellar galactic <laughs> shit. Like I have had the most mind-blowing experience. Yeah. And so can you do that by your, can you do that? Yes. Like, okay, but not on you your, I'm not saying, You're no, I'm not self-serve. saying about that. I'm just, yeah. Well that and, and yeah. How important is your partner? Uh, hundred percent in order. I'm going to jump in. You, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'm sorry. What are you saying? No, I'm, I'm just, no, no, no. Yeah. How important is what your partner? What? I don't know. Because for me, like you're saying, you're very, uh, focused on the intercourse that connect. And I'm, what I was trying to get at is trying to get at like everything that comes to everything comes everything that comes before that uh even even when it's because i think you can be you can we can have like sexual energy right now and we're just sitting here one like next to one another right so and and it starts there yes and then it just it it just goes deeper uh you know Um, i agree yeah i agree so that's that's just one piece of it right yeah yeah, the intercourse piece but you're speaking about the outer layers before you get to the core. Right, the many outer yeah. layers. Yeah, there's several layers. Some can call it foreplay. Some can call about the existing sexual energy that's charged in the air. Yep. Right? It's charged in the air. So this is where touch doesn't actually have to be physical. You could touch someone energetically. They could be halfway across the world even, right? Um, I don't know about that, but okay. No, I'm just play with Yeah, me. you're right. Play with right. Me yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Work with me. Yeah. Work with me. <laughs> um, because I've felt closer to someone that's in a totally different time right. zone than with someone that was 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, well, you would think that the person that has access to me, would I would feel closer and more energetically connected to this person. But because we weren't in sync, uh, I felt very disconnected. And right. that's so important to me. And that's why touch is important. Even a touch or a text. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, you're saying, where does it begin? Oh, no, yeah, definitely. You, you, know? can, do, you can do it You can, text like, an XO or just, or like just something that I know your thought processes is somewhere. Yeah. I'm in there somewhere. Yeah, making an effort to, like, an connect effort, with you A somewhere. presence, a presence yeah. to it. So then that leads into the deeper realms and layers in which you're talking about mm-hmm. to get to that that portal in which we can really get that like ethereal sense of connection mm-hmm. so there's different layers of touch and i love it right from healing from being a toxic touch right we can talking about violence um boundary crossing you know like rape and stuff like that assault um those are all touch right but mm-hmm. then they're harmful and well the good news is it, it's all still energy, and it can be transmuted. So we could take something that once upon a time had harmed us and turn it around 
and make it healing, mm-hmm. right? So I took something in my past without going into too much detail, maybe one day. Um, we'll see. It is. It's pretty personal. But I had a very intense experience in the sexual realm that became a catalyst for a pretty traumatic time in my life. But through that, I took that very same energy and I molded it into something else through the fire of the Phoenix, you know, whatever rising and shit like that from the fire. Mm -hmm. I took it and remolded it. And even though you can look from the outside and say, well, it looks the same. I will tell you right now that the, the context and the, the wavelength and everything was very, very different. It was healing. It was cathartic. It was compulsive in nature. And it was just utterly beautiful. We were celebrating each other's individuality in this union. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope this doesn't fly over y'all's head here. I get a little little woo-woo sometimes. It's about the only way I can really explain that. Well, and people can ask you questions. Too, For to sure. Clarify. Send them so our way. Was... We'll do a Q&A down the road. Yeah. So what so, about you? Like, so you're, wait, can, can I just ask you a question? That what, you're talk, what you were just talking about, was this something negative that you turned into a positive, you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be initially intended to be a positive experience that turned negative for me mm-hmm. and then also everyone else involved with that. But I took that and okay. remolded it into something very positive and yeah. something I actually look forward to. And also building more trust and confidence within myself to know that I can navigate through that. Yeah, And, that's, and it wasn't yeah. even the event itself. It was really um, the energy that was in it. So this is why the mix is important. Yeah. Uh, so this is where I think touch... We say, like, uh, for example, that's a, that's one of my top two love languages, mm-hmm. you know, touch and quality time. But touch is, um, I think growing up I didn't really have uh, touch other than it being violent. Um, you know, I grew up in abuse, mm-hmm. physical abuse, a little, some sexual, but, like, it, it's hard to explain right now. But I did not have the most positive experiences with touch growing up. Uh, but it's funny now that I trust myself to lean into it because I think it's one of those things that I didn't have growing up that I want that hmm. now, but I'm only now able to trust myself and believe in myself to navigate through that safely. Yeah. So your parents were never really like, uh, mm, like huggy. No, sweet, we never even love. said the three yeah. words ever, ever Got in it. our household. Got it. Uh, just a background, y'all. Like, um, I'm. American-born Chinese, and my parents immigrated uh, China, by the way, to Taiwan kind of thing. And um, we, yeah, so I'm first generation here. And in my culture, it's not really known to have that, that like, oh, I love you, hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, mm-hmm. And our ways to demonstrate love is through provide, providing for oh, us, yeah. pushing us hard, making us better than before, making us the best. And so um, that's that was their love language, but we, me and my sisters, did not interpret it that way. <laughs> we were we felt very beat down. We felt yeah, less yeah. than. We felt like we were never worthy for anything, you know. So um, that's a lot of work that um, yeah. we had to go through to come to a place where we we embrace self love um and also like self-touch not to be ashamed of that i i came across like masturbation very young Mm -hmm. without even knowing what what it was called i just knew instinctively 
that my parents couldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, I had an orgasm when I was a child mm-hmm. um, in a reading circle. Um, but no, it was just. Were you, so you, do you feel your sisters have elevated, like have gotten work themselves? I am not their really stuff? clear. Like yeah. again, my family and I, we just don't. Yeah, like you guys don't communicate. Okay, so my yeah, youngest you don't sister and I, we are very touchy feely. We'll hug, although sometimes I, I would prefer not to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it's more of a, a hygiene thing. Uh, I hope she doesn't hear this podcast, but like, oh, got it, got it, she's got more hippie, natural right, yeah, yeah. kind of person. <laughs> anyway, my middle sister, <laughs> we just don't. I'm sure she smells fine to certain people. But, like, to me, I'm super sensitive with my scent, sense of smell, and I'm not okay with it. So my middle sister, she and I were like, okay, bye, we're over here. And we just feel super awkward with touch. Like, yeah. it just feels uncomfortable for us. But, um, you know, her with her husband and her kids and all that, super affectionate, very, you know, um, touch-oriented. So it's great to see that. Yeah. But among ourselves, in our family's dynamic, we can't do it. What about you? What's your experience with touch? Yeah. Oh, so for, um, before before we talk about me, I, I think it's important for people to know also that um, the ability to change, you know, perceive negatives into positives is all under your control, like what you did. Yeah. So I think that's very important to like – It was like life or death though, Jose. Well, no, that's what it – well, that's how it uh, – yeah. <sighs> for I mean, me, I'm glad you brought it up because this is important for our readers yeah. here. What I mean by that, I don't mean to skim over it, guys. So I took a very negative experience that um, sort of uh, I felt I was at wit's end. I didn't think I could survive it. I even con- you know, considered like suicide yeah. at one point. But um, I just – I had a fork in the road, and I chose – I chose life over death, right? So I chose to – survive this and I'm and I, I researched and delved in and it really was figuring out who I was at the core mm-hmm. and was it true that I wasn't lovable was I and this is something that didn't, it wasn't too long ago about four years ago yeah so it's recent yeah so fairly recent I didn't know any of this like I was a totally oblivious. yeah so you completely like changed like, um, yourself. it was so Men- someone me- said mentality. I'm the same person of course, just you're always the same person. but I would say I re- reinvented myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because and I, I yeah. we we only construct ourselves based on the na- the narrative pieces that, that we you had. say yourself. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I think it's important to reinvent yourself every. So I reassess every six months, but mm-hmm. it, it's really important to do it like at least like every couple years, right? But yeah, so like I haven't done it. It's COVID's been a really tough time for me because like I've always had I've always had been on the schedule where like it was always go 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 go. And, and then every six months, you know, like reassess what it would need to do, change, grow, whatever. And it, it was always like all about growth. And then so like uh, this last year, year and a half, everything changed, right? So the, the growth was stunted. And so like I took that personally. So it was really hard to like, you know, and yeah, so it was. It, it's been very hard to uh, recover from that and sort of get back into that groove of fuck yeah, I'm going to keep growing, keep learning, keep like changing as an individual because I've always been like that. And like these last few months, it's just been like, um, it's more like, uh, it's more like of a, what is it called? So, you know, some people go into like, not, I mean, not people, but animals too. Hibernation. Hibernation in order to like, you know, reassess and then just come back. So yeah, so I'm finally, 
figuring out how to um, how to like reassess and, and and move forward. But yeah, it's been it's been crazy. It's a huge ego yeah, bust. Yeah. It's a huge ego bust. So part of the transition was to take something that I could have identified very heavily with, and hence that would lead to victimization the victim mentality, victimhood. Yeah. And, and some people get stuck there, right? That's, yeah. And this is why you're bringing it up. How did I transmute it? Because it's all energy. Yeah, you, and I don't mean to simplify easy. it, right? But what I mean is it is simple, but it's not easy. No, it's not easy. And so it's it's a constant uh, struggle, uh, tug of war as well, because you have the ego side saying, hey, this is what we're familiar with and what we identify with. That's all the ego does is try to keep you within the realm of familiarity. And then when we try to cross over into the realm of unknown and possible healing, mm -hmm. it's scary shit because we don't know what will happen if we do those things. Not to mention we have to shed our identity like snakeskin. Yeah. Like sometimes I look back and I'm like, I see that this person looks like me, but I'm no longer that person. You know, there may be That's elements cool. of that. That's it's really like a cool. mosaic. And then every six months, as you put it, I shatter that mosaic and I reconstruct myself from those same pieces, yeah. but built together differently. And so that's kind of where I am now. I'm exploring, for example, my passions are very masculine energy, yeah. and I freaking love it because no, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of scared of you. I've never. Right? <laughs> I said I'm kind of scared of you. You're kind of scared of me. Not I really, love not, it. Not no, really, you're joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, <laughs> I needed to tap into that source. Yeah, I love it. It's really cool. It's a way to make me feel safer in in trusting myself. Uh, and um, by by being in that space for me, I can show up for anybody that comes across my life that I deem worthy, but then I won't be afraid to lose them because I'll be able to stand on my own. Yeah. So it's important to me to continue to work on those skills, continue to up-level, but it's not easy because I falter back. No, it's like, hard. You know, the human experience is that we take two steps forward and one step back. You know, um, and it, it's not a linear, it's not a linear process, dude. It's super messy. No, everything is. It's super messy. Yeah. So, but I want to segue to you, dude. Like, <sighs> oh yeah. All right. You? So what's your experience? <laughs> like? what's One your more thing about you. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, no. So growing up, so I'm, I was born in Bolivia. I came into this country when I was three. Yeah. I come from a family that's like, uh, well, my, my mom part my mom she she's very affectionate very nurturing mm. right very nurturing to to a, to a, to a point where it's kind of uh for 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 a male for for man right it's kind of suffocating and kind of like you know bringing me up to be like a mama, a mama's boy right interesting oh no no that, that that i've had i had a hard time like growing up and being a man right because of that so like but then and then you take my dad my dad who um who who wanted to put to, to like teach me how to be a man, but like he just what didn't does that have, mean? Segway, didn't have segway. the chance to do it. Segway. What does that mean to be a um, man? Well, so I think the definition is going to be different for everybody. Well, how but did you perceive it? To be able to, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, So the way I grew up was, and, and it has a lot to do with, like I said, my, my father, even though he was really tough on us and he didn't always have the right answers and he didn't, didn't always do the right things, he always knew how to show me how to respect everyone, including women, and, um, and, and respect myself as well and always like uh, 
walked a path of like uh of honor you know because i'm i don't i mean i don't know how much this has to do because i'm a quarter japanese too and a lot of it i i don't know i i I don't know how much comes from like the bolivian side and like i I, even though i'm only a quarter japanese i think a lot of uh a a lot a lot of a lot of the customs and things that we grew up with have a lot to do with our Japanese culture. Um, and, and, and it's, you know, it's not always, I don't know, it's, it's not always easy to walk that, walk that line. And so, you know, growing up my, yeah. So my mom was kind of like, you know, uh, very, very affectionate, very spoiled us quite a bit. And my dad was very much the opposite. The discipline, disciplinary. Yeah. So then, well, yeah, so he was definitely the disciplinarian, and then so like that, you know, that always caused a problem or whatever. But um, but you you know, because I have two I have two older sisters, and you know, some could argue that the way you raise women should be the exact same way you raise men. I don't agree with that. I think that you do have to raise them differently. And my mom was trying, and you know, my dad, because I'm the youngest, so 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 by the time. So by the time, like, I came along, my dad was just like, probably like, fuck it, you know, and he was just like, you know, let your mom raise you. But then when I started becoming, like, you know, into my adolescence, becoming a man to try and decide, like, the person I want to be, you know, um, I found myself, like, being a fucking brat, uh, you know, you know, just like, and I didn't like it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, so, so so then, so, so then, um. So then that's when at that point like like my dad he was just like always like really tough on on everyone especially me and like he wouldn't really communicate in terms of like how to uh you know how to do things the right way like you know my my dad my dad's a mechanic right my my dad's like a a mechanic and he would never teach me how to do mechanical shit and I would just always be like why what the fuck like why <laughs> right or or like build stuff and stuff like that and and I know how to do all that stuff simply by going after it myself and observing and like go, reaching out to other people he never really taught me any of that stuff which is crazy and so we had that conversation later on in life it's just like it's like like why wouldn't you do that you know like why would you like just ignore the fact that you have a son that you could teach him all these things and and i was interested in it and he just so so it was it was interesting so we we you know i was probably like 16 or 17 and um and, and and we had like it, it was more than a conversation. It was like it was a lot of events, like maybe some of the stuff that we don't want to talk about right now. But but eventually, it got to the point where like you know, um, you know, I communicated that to him, and everything changed. So 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 yeah. So like growing up, like I was telling you, it was almost like being, uh, you know, I had abundance of affection, but it only came from my mom, and then I didn't know how to balance it out. Was that via touch, though? Yeah, I mean, no, she was definitely, and I am too. Yeah, 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 no, and so like I am too. Now I'm, you know, I, I'm very connected to like, touchy and hug. I'm, I'm very, I do that with people that 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 are in my family that I know. But like I was telling you, I don't share that same level, of, of connection with like let's say people at the yoga studio. Mm. It's almost a total difference mm. because you I have noticed as a professional. It, to keep it professional, yeah. because sometimes I go to yoga studios, some some of my friends own, and they're like all over one another, you know, and that's fine if they want to do that, but it's just like not my way of doing it, you know what I'm saying? 
So no, I mean at this point I'm pretty balanced out in terms of all that stuff, but um, but it, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily easy. I like I had to make I had I had to like make conscious decisions of you know the direction that I wanted to go in, uh, in terms of all that, and uh, and and yeah, you know like yeah, and so and so like I think we had this conversation too, you know, um, you know in terms in terms of like people and being sexual in 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 and when they start to like uh share physical contact sexual contact with one another um it almost you you almost you almost claim that that person to be yours like you you were talking about you know what i'm saying like if you're in a relationship and see like i've recently um i i I recently i'm reevaluating that whole uh that whole dynamic in terms of so anyway so let, let, let's just start with a few stories so i have a friend like she's a little bit younger she's like uh i think she just turned 29 or something like that and she has such a hard time like finding um like like a steady like like she, she has boyfriends but every time she gets into a relationship and then she has you know she's met she's had she, she's met the guy like and has known him for like a month or like two months or whatever like that they start having sex and then she like totally falls in love with him and and that, and and you know I'm like and she's like you know as soon as I have sex with him I you know you know it's just like it's just like I it's, it's like I have to have him he's mine and I'm just like that's understandable because you know you're letting your guard down and and, and all of a sudden right so you've you've like sort of exposed yourself to to that person you're, vulnerable. you're well right you've you've exposed yourself to that person and so now you know you you expect them to want the same to, to feel the same way that, for you yeah. but it's not up to you right so it's your responsibility to actually make sure that reciprocate that that reciprocal uh feeling or whatever is before you fucking have sex <laughs> you understand what i'm saying because if you can't control those emotions after that after that incident or after that sexual uh encounter yeah. And some people, they don't have the, they, they can't, right? So you, if you don't, like if you've never had this conversation that I'm telling you, like when I told her that, it like clicked something in her head. She's like, oh, I never thought of it like that. I'm like, yeah, you're a normal person. You're a normal like person, right? Normal person, when, when you, like you're saying, you have like that sexual experience and then like things open up. That's, that's something, and, but, but not everybody sees it that way, right? And some argue, some would argue that men, um, perceive sex in a different way that than women do and, and that but I'm I'm not talking like I don't necessarily the make those order distinctions. Is a little different. I don't necessarily make those distinctions because mm. I've known women that that, More casual. that can, yeah that are that can be totally casual and that's fine. Like I don't I don't that's, know that's I, fine. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I don't know how they're feeling inside like all the time but like you know so so so, so yeah I think it's just important to be aware of all that stuff. Um, I think awareness yeah. is key, and I think you know when I disclose that that that's how my mo is now. Like I said, it wasn't always the case. I try to convince myself that sex can be casual and all that. And I think more importantly, like I didn't mention love yeah. with sex. I'm just talking about touch in general. So um, you're talking about your friend falling in love with this guy, like she falls in love with everybody she has sex with, or, that, so, or she th- her yes. body thinks she does. It's she doesn't, and all this right? other she, do, she doesn't the, necessarily. The but so it's a little bit of limerence going on right there. 
Um, but backing up a little bit, like there might be some other underlying things. Oh going no, on. definitely. There's uh, a lot of well, psychological from stuff. That to trigger, from that to trigger, for that to trigger that response immediately, stage five clinger shit. Like uh, yeah, 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 no that, doubt. You gotta, you gotta kind of like. <laughs> Why are you so me? Why you gotta say it like I, that? Because that's what everybody's thinking. Okay, I'm just speaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, candid conversations here. Ugh. Um, <clears throat> everyone's different. Right. And I think for me, I just learned to understand what my method of operation is. Yeah. It's like I that last piece, that penetrative piece, you know, that sacred portal, like <laughs> my friends are gonna laugh here. But anyway, um, it's 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 that will be held for something I know, like you said, to have already contemplated and all that. But it wasn't always the case. Like, I would just say I just want to have that physical experience. Oh, yeah. And then sort of explore it. And eventually it does evolve into that. A friend of mine said once that women have an emotional connection, then sex. Men have sex, then the emotional connection. Uh, That's how, you know, we're talking about the order thing. I think it depends. I don't think it's black and white like that. I think there's all kinds of shades of gray. Um. I think just get to know ourselves, right? We know ourselves well enough to say, yeah. hey, like, especially if I know if it's not working for me, right? Um, then we can be more discerning in how we spend our time and energy, you know, who we decide to touch us and who we decide to touch in return, you know? And I think it that's really important because I can't universally say that that's my love language because I may not no, want that might, person to touch Right, you, you exactly. Know? Yeah, no, I agree. So it's in a safe and sacred place for me to allow another person in, and that's on the top two. And I reserve that for someone that I trust, respect, all that good stuff. And then the times that I have allowed it to just be more casual, I've usually been somewhat disappointed because it's like, yeah. oh, uh, that wasn't worth it. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not like I universally want everyone to touch me. It's just like, yeah, that is an important love language for me. And that's important if I have a partner that I share that with my partner saying, no, I want you to touch me, you yeah. know, and often, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Or like work, like co- communication to me is kind of straddling between touch and quality of time because if someone texts or calls me or something like that and they cannot be with me physically, they put forth that effort yeah. is a way for me to feel like I touched. You know, like what was the um, the yeah, Bell commercial? Like something about reach, reach out, out and, and touch, touch someone. someone. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's the tagline. Yeah, reach out and touch someone. And this through a yeah, phone it was a call, phone dude. call, right? No, See, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, definitely. So, like a text message or yeah, email now. Yeah. It's not, thing. it shouldn't be complacent though. I think we need to just sort of ascertain that, that we just don't default that because we're lazy motherfuckers. Like it is just a means in which we cannot physically be there. Then we're going to drop a note, you know, or just kind of check in or com- put forth that energy out there, you know, Yeah. No, and reach someone hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think it makes a difference. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's important. Awesome, dude. We finished the five love language. Yeah, bitches. So I'm excited about what's coming up next. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love for us to delve into the world of the black wolf and the white wolf. Oh, yeah. And we'll go into in further detail about that later. Uh, Some housekeeping. Where can people find you, Jose? Uh, I... I 
own and operate uh, Beyond Hot Yoga Centerville. So if you uh, if you do a search for Beyond Hot Yoga Centerville, uh, you'll be able to find our website there. Come take class if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So um, I am now the Yoga Lead for X-Cals, an up-and-coming shooting sports and fitness center in Ashburn. And um, I'll be teaching yoga there, and you'll see um, my posse there. I am doing uh, my Bougie Boondock homemade candles, so you can find me at Bougie Boondock uh, candles, uh, I think on Instagram, or Bougie Boondock. You'll find me. Look me up. <laughs> I need to check my handle. Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, thank you so much for checking in with us, and talk to you soon.